All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Tradesman Confidential. We are your hosts, Josh Brand and Greg Giro. Greg, sleeves rolled up. Oh, yeah. Ready to rock today. Because today we have a very special guest on. Maybe the most special guest we've had ever on. And Great also, also the only guest we've had on twice. Oh, so now I'm important. Extra Jordan special. Linden, marketing extraordinaire from True Pros. Thank you. Here to join us. Thank you. So today is also unique in that uh, we're going to let Jordan hijack the show for a little bit. And uh, depending on how many times Harry Styles is mentioned, we'll decide if we do this ever again. <laughs> no, but, none. <laughs> but we're going to talk mostly about millennials and Gen Z. This is, I'm, I'm, I'm already starting subject. to get. I'm already starting to get shivers yeah, thinking the, about the, this. the hairs on the back of my neck have risen. But uh, we're going to try to do it differently and really try to help understand this group that uh, we tend to find ourselves. Uh, love to hate us. I, I wouldn't say I love to, but uh, <laughs> I'm just trying. We're just trying, like everyone else, to figure out how to make it work, right? Mm-hmm. So let's start with this, Jordan. Year you were born. <laughs> 1999. Wow. Mm. So that's a, you are a zier, mm. right? Technically. technically millennials, I believe, would get cut off at 96, mm-hmm. right? There is a, um, a group of us that um, call ourselves zillennials. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the crossovers. Nice, like, the, the crossover. The mix, yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because oh. Greg well, and I fall into the millennial, the millennial mm-hmm. group. But we consider ourselves in that crossover group as well. I forget what they call the what they call it, but there's so like the microcosm in between is like if you were born from eighty three to like eighty five, eighty six mm-hmm. is like you identify more with the generation before you, but you were raised in the technology age for a par- portion of your uh, life, so therefore you also fit into the millennial category. Yep. I'm guessing that's a similar yeah, I would say approach so. for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. I guess with that being said. <laughs> The show is yours. All right. So I have, I put a lot of research into this. Um, I have a couple questions. The first one for both of you is what is your least favorite part about my generation, Generation Z? I'll let Josh go first. <laughs> <sighs> it's, I, I think if I was to pick one trait that seems to be the biggest struggle is just flat out work ethic. Okay. Work ethic seems to be the biggest challenge. And and, and maybe, you know, the work ethic isn't so much not there versus being there. It's different. Right. Maybe that's the best way to put it. Just work. I I just, just, I'm going to speak. I mean, I can't speak to too much in the school. I mean, let's just, I'd have to say just from what I've seen in the workforce. Okay. You know. Nice. Greg? I'm just going to say worldly understanding. Uh, I'm just understanding the world for what it actually is, not what you think it is. Which ties to the problem that you just said with the, the work ethic. I think it all comes down to that. And I'll be honest when I say I don't blame the actual millennials and zennials. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's parenting. And we've talked about this before. And it comes back to parenting. So the parents that are listening, you created this. Yeah, it's parenting sorry. and culture too. Not I mean, sorry. It's, yeah, it's it's a bit of everything. Yeah. But yes. But uh, again, so just let me let me back it up with some good. I think, I just feel that at this point, if you just understood where you stood, that you have the opportunity to really do something great and change it. Because you, 
in this generation are in charge of what comes next. Absolutely. But you have to understand who you are and what you are and why you're viewed the way you are. Right. Comparatively to prior generations. And I'm not every generation is the most progressive generation, right? Right. Ask any generation. They hate the generation. Before They're always that, the greatest that came after generation. Right. Slow clap. Exactly. Welcome to the party. And the next generation beyond you will be the greatest generation. Right. So again, knowing that, I, I think that it's just educating some zennials that you have, this is a good time. You, you have the ability. You just got to understand where you stand. I can appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And the eyes of society. Not a bad answer. Not what I expected. I didn't expect a good oh, answer. Oh, don't get me wrong. I could rant and rave about how much I, it annoys the hell out of me and I get pissed off, but uh, it's that's just understanding different generations. I mean, have you ever sat down with the grandparents and they're like, oh, these these kids these days. Uh, I'm not going to be that old guy. I, I, I try to understand why kids are the way they are these days. It's just a progressive right. generation. Right. You either adapt or you stand behind and say, oh, look at these, look at these kids and what they're doing today. That's always going to be the case. So ride with it or fight it. Ride with it. Should I move on to my next Absolutely. question? Absolutely. Okay. Keep rolling. Um, what is something you respect about my generation? Hmm. Nothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we got that out sorry, of the way. Okay. Throat. Sorry. Next question. No. Um, <laughs> you have to find something. Go, Josh. Uh, what? How much time do I got? <laughs> um. We can come back to I, it. I will after. say. I will say this. The one thing that has come out of this generation that has, I think, woken up generations before it is the need for more work-life balance, the need for having a little bit more understanding of how to let go of work all the time and, and find some things that, you know, outside of that, that do make you happy, give you a down, you know, a break from, from what's going on. I'd say that's one thing that has taken hold in the corporate society and culture in general that will not go away, I hope. I, at least I don't see it happening. That wasn't there before. Right. You and, know. And very much needed, in my opinion. Yeah, right. In the right. wise words of Greg Giroux, you work to live, not live to work. Right. I mean, you, you got to enjoy life. You're yeah. not just here to work. So I, I, I respect that. I do. Um, I would say, this, this is a big one. I, I would say the uh, equality. I would say that, that this generation is really, I mean, I feel like they're taking it to the extreme, but what else do we do, right? Take mm. everything to the extreme. Um, I mean, uh, race, gender, sex, it, every, it's tried to level the playing field. Yeah, um, I agree with that. So I, 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 again, not to the extreme, but I, I, like the, I like the thought process behind it. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to reach a little middle ground on that, but right. yes, <laughs> yes. But there was none of that agree. before. It right, was, 100, you know, yeah. The race thing and the, the, oh, yeah. the sex thing that was, was very... Yep, that was deep, and it's been generations of stuff to get through. And we're getting there. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. I can respect that. Right. Thank Great. you. Collectively from my generation. Appreciate it. <laughs> oh, you're the representative? Yes. I didn't realize On so. this podcast, I speak wow. for all of us. You're all the representatives. Yes. Next question. By my age, which is 23. What had you accomplished in life that most of my generation hasn't? <laughs> now, the, I'm setting you guys up for oh, good conversation. I, we okay? got a job? <laughs> oh, I'm but sorry. At, at age 23. Yeah, uh, we got a job. But I have a job. Yeah, you're one of By the 10 I By age 23, I was a decade in. Right. By age 23, I had my electrical license, and I'd started my own business, moved out of my house, and bought a house. 
That was by age 23. Was it a lot of work? Hell yes. Mm -hmm. Did I regret half the things I did at the time? Hell yes. But it, it's that it's that drive, and I think there's there's some lack of drive in that generation. So, yep, your generation. Sorry, not mine. I okay. just want to be clear. Earlier in the drive cycle, too, by the way, right? Because, okay. I mean, like, for example, let me just ask you this. So I'm similar to Greg. Like, I had a house, graduated college, had a house, yep. full-time job, career. and um, But I started earlier my hunch than this generation, right. right? So when was your first job? Well, hold on, hold on. Let me, yeah. let me Just let me support the fact that it is a little more difficult these days to achieve what we achieved at that level. Sure, sure. Thank you. Sure. So I, I, I will note that it doesn't mean it can't be done. Sure. The, the world has not made it easier to get no. into a house and for no. good reason, mm -hmm. you know, at this it's point. It's become but yeah. much harder and everybody's right. aware of that. Right, right. Great. But with that being said, yes. when was your first job? Let me ask you this. My first. Age-wise, you know. Well, I would say 14. Okay. What were you it doing? It was uh, under the table. Yeah. I was working at a dog training facility. Okay. And I was cleaning up all of the, like, the fur. I was vacuuming. I was wiping everything down. And mm -hmm. I, I did that for a while. And then she was like, I can't keep paying you under the table. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah. So then I went to babysitting mm -hmm. and I still do that. Mm -hmm. And then I got a job at a grocery store. What are you I doing was... tonight, by the way? <laughs> Need a babysitter. <laughs> I'm going to the same venue. <laughs> oh, damn it. All right, never mind. But yeah, so I've been working, not full time, but working yeah. since I was 14. Now, do you think that's common amongst your friends? Was that very similar or not? In my town, we were all working by 16. Hmm. Okay. I'm actually surprised by that. Because the majority of people I know didn't get jobs until they were in their 20s. Right, out of college, yeah. Right. I think for where I grew up, it, was, it wasn't it was odd if you had a job in high school. You would go mm. from school to your job, and then I would go to sports after I worked. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, I'm, I'm actually surprised by this, because honestly, it's <laughs> one of those things that I've seen the opposite in majority. Yeah, I think you know? a lot of my friends I made in college, they were surprised that I was working at 14, 15, 16. Yeah. And they're just now figuring out how to balance a social life right. and work Cause, and, cause and everything else. But. Most of these people got basically their parents to just take care of everything until yeah. they got out of college. I mm -hmm. mean, that's everything's just been that. If I can just chime in on that part. one quickly. Um, I think that, in my opinion, it's that we hyper-focus on the ones you're describing, Josh, because it's not, they're so bold they stand out so much that it takes one in a crowd of 10 to ruin the crowd of 10 because they stand out that much with their wild worldly oh. views and opinions, uh, jobless. And when you stand out like a sore thumb, mm. it gets all the attention. So you're like, yeah. well, your whole generation is crap because yeah. you're so bold and right. representing the rest of the generation. But there are, there's some good eggs out there. It's just a question of how many. Yeah. No. Good point. Every generation's got this problem. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, all the money I made from those jobs, that was my spending money. Yeah. Like yeah. my parents, they wouldn't buy me just whatever I wanted. So mm -hmm. They would pay for everything I needed. And then sure. the money I got for my job was for everything I wanted. And I think that was kind of the mindset that my hometown had for kids going to work. And it was, good. it was normal. Appreciating and working hard for what you want. Mm -hmm. I mean, your parents are there to support you until you're 18 or through college life-wise, but anything you want in life, you got to work for it. Yeah. There's, there's no, there's no way around it. And, and that's why I feel like that, that group that we're talking about, it, 
the ones who feel like they can get something by not putting in the effort, it, it, it'll never happen. Right. It'll never happen. You can't be disappointed by it. If you want something, you got to go work and get it. Agreed. Anyways. Moving on to the next question. Wow, we're chugging through. Moving on. Um, okay, this one might get a little bit interesting. I've actually asked this people this question to people before, my grandparents specifically. So I went up a generation before we had this conversation. That's a couple generations. Two, but Two yes. generations. Okay. Wait, <laughs> let me check. Break. First wait, of wait, all, wait, wait, wait. we're not old oh, enough yeah. to be your grandparents. Okay. okay. <laughs> so they're, they're boomers. All right. So I asked them these questions already just to see what they would say in preparation for this. I'm telling you, I took this seriously. By my age, 23, what major events had occurred in your lifetime that you believe had a major impact on your life or the way you lived? Uh, I'd say Mm 9-11. 9-11 and 2008-2009 crash. Well, yeah. we were older than 23, though, at that point. Older than 20, yeah. 20. yeah I'm right. trying to think right, of what, right. what I'm trying to think how old so 9/11. I was. 9-11. Like, yeah, that 9-11 was, the was life, easily, hands down. Mm-hmm. The biggest life changer. Yep. Eye-opener. Yeah, you're it, right. It changed, it changed the world, really. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, it completely changed the United States, mostly, but it did change a it lot. It changed everything. It changed everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you were how old when that happened? Uh, I was a freshman in college, so 19. Really? Somewhere around there. Oh, I was twenty. I was a sophomore in high school. A junior, junior. I remember watching it. They put it on the the, the tube yep. TV up in the corner of the room. <laughs> so that's they were behind the times, by the way. Yeah. There was those flat screens then, but I learned it in uh, freshman English class, basically. Wow! And the teacher basically said we're all to go back to our dorms, and they locked us in the dormitories. And I got to stare at the Prudential building from my dormitory, wondering oh my if goodness. a plane was going to fly into it. No joke. That's terrifying, actually. And the uh, National Guard was actually patrolling Huntington Avenue with armored vehicles and guys walking with machine guns up and down the street. Wow. It was, yeah, it was It, it was, was quite a world-changing, like, mm-hmm. you know. It was like a short war. I mean, I yeah. mean, I, I think we were only, what? I mean, it was three days into my freshman year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> three days. In a new college, <laughs> new city, yeah. by myself. Yeah. That was quite, uh, yeah. So I can't by, think of anything else, honestly, that would top that. So by 23. Yeah. And again, being being at that age, so we were teens. Yeah. That was that was huge. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we didn't pay, we didn't put much attention to it like we do today. But it was, I mean, there was a lot going on. That was, that was definitely life-changing. Yep. So by 23, 9-11. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the one. That's oh, yeah. I mean, You're not going to top that. Besides that, nothing really. There's been some other things, but nothing's going to touch that. So keep that in mind. Now name some major events that have occurred since 1999, the year that I was born, that would have had a major impact on the way that I grew up or how I lived my life. Uh, the iPhone. <laughs> I would say the internet iPhone. The iPhone. one. We had the internet too, but it wasn't like it's it not is as now. big as yeah. yeah. It wasn't no, like it, it was now, yeah, but it was nothing like that. The internet for sure, not mm-hmm. even a question. I, I Cell phones and the internet. The iPhone in general. Social media. Social media. Social media. Kind of roped into probably that one. Close second. If the internet, uh, you can you can kind of rope them, but no, I think social media is a separate. Yeah, I would agree. The internet is a is a great tool, very, but social media is, can be a great tool, but it can also be very dangerous. Yes. So can the internet, but social media has been. More personally impactful, yes. I believe. So iPhones, smartphones, smartphones, mm-hmm. social media, mm-hmm. 9-11 mm-hmm. happened when I was two. Yeah. 
you guys didn't even know what it was like before it. But right. it's affected my life. The since, world was you know, great. Yeah. It's affected it's my true. life. Yeah, of course. It's Absolutely. It's not the same. Absolutely. It's not the same. It kind of all started, I would say Columbine is the start of our school shooting. You yep. know, all of that. Yep. That yep. would that affected how I grew up for sure. My Yeah, that's a valid point. My time in school. And there was we, very little we, of that. We before. never had to mm-hmm. consider that mm-hmm. when we were in high school. Yep. No. Right. 2008, 2009. Obviously, I was st- I was only nine or 10, so I didn't understand it, but it definitely that had a huge impact, had a big impact. Mm-hmm. COVID. That, yep. yep. I, I, honestly, I put COVID right there with nine 11. Yep. I would too. It took away half and of my college experience. It's, mm. it, it, it's the, it's the future damage that is going to be the hardest part of that, in my opinion. Right. And I know that affects all like you both now, but we're, again, everybody. we're only no, saying from, t- from my age now, it affects everybody. T- in 23 years. Any anything I might be missing that I wouldn't think about as a twenty major year events old? that would affect the way that I could have been brought up. Mm. I can't think; those Not are the that big I can ones. Think of, yeah. yeah, so you had one. Mm-hmm. I had six, six things that have happened since nineteen ninety nine that have affected the way that I grew up. That you have so, been through as well, but not at the age that I have. I mean, you could argue that with some of the prior generations to like the automobile, like yeah, absolutely, airplanes, mm-hmm. trains, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I mean, that's, the Cold War, Vietnam. I mean, I mean, you could do that all you want. You could, but, but the point I'm trying to get at is that I think me and Greg have had this conversation before. The like, everyone gets a participation trophy. Everybody, like you guys, are all <laughs> snowflakes. I am sensitive. I'll. I will admit to that. You get everything handed to you. You're you don't know how to work for things. I know we just kind of covered that a little bit, but my argument is that those big life events that have happened the entire time I was growing up, the entire time I was turning into the person I am today, everything if that hadn't happened, would my generation be different? I'm sure. Well, I think you could say that at any generation as well. Right. Yeah. But I mean, but go I back mean, to the Great Depression and your great grandparents, I guess your great grandparents. But I mean, my grandparents. you're you're basically saying though, you're almost using the invention of the iPhone as a detriment, right? right? And what you're not saying is what advancements has your generation been allowed to have in a shorter period of time because they had technology at their fingertips. Look yeah, what's available to you. Previous mm-hmm. generations no, I can, didn't. I can respect you, that. You've had all these life-changing events, but you've also had all these events that made your life so much easier. But you only named right. one when I asked you big things that happened. Well, I we, you said we, one thing that was good. We were looking right? at it from just the negative side. We well, didn't asked, go through the last twenty years of innovations right. and changes in technologies and from gaming systems to the internet to I mean we were part of that too, cell phones. Right. But it was right. just, it was just later. Did it change right. the way we grew up? Absolutely, absolutely. Like mm-hmm. we were the first generation of video games, right? right. Now where they are today is, is a. Ten times extreme, you know. Now they have college campuses that have friggin' video games as a yeah. curriculum. Right. But I wouldn't say it's video a games slight difference, like you know, majorly but. impacted the way I grew up. No, like but or the majority maybe not of us. You, but you know? I do know some kids that like their life revolves around video games. Yeah, you know yeah, but that I mean? was the case when we were kids too. Yeah, some we kids had some kids. Yeah, them. some kids sat behind the video games too. So, but I, I mean, I trust me. I get what you're saying. I get where you're going with mm-hmm. it. But I'm not saying, I, I don't know if I agree 100% that just quantity of changes equals harder but the, for your generation, the, right? The, yeah, the amount of things that happened right. aren't, don't really matter. But 
at every major life, like every major stage of life that I've hit so far, Mm. there's been something that has changed the way that my entire generation has to look at waking up in the morning, going to Mm -hmm. do the things that we're supposed to do, coming home at whatever time that may be, and then doing it all over again the next day. Remember, that also affects the later generations such as ourselves. Uh, the mm-hmm, adapt, mm-hmm. the things that I've had to adapt to in life and business, uh, it's, it, it's mind-blowing. And yeah. it's, it's very frustrating and stressful. I mean, starting a business 10 years ago to now and how I have to deal with employees now versus 10 years ago, I have no idea. Yeah. And right. the next 10 years will be way different from that. Mm-hmm. So it's, right. you, everybody's constantly adapting. There's, yeah, there's constant changes and you have to learn how to live every time something changes. And the previous generation always affects the future generation. Absolutely. So it's most of the problems that we were blaming each other for are right back down to our parents and mm-hmm. what they went through and life's events they had to deal with. Like my grandparents who fold up aluminum foil after bringing the pie over on Thanksgiving because they gotta, they still feel like they have to save that piece of aluminum foil because they not have any money to buy a new box of it. Like right. That's That gets programmed into people and that... Mm-hmm stuff moves forward. Yeah. I'm not saying that all these things don't, some of the things that have happened in my lifetime don't affect me positively, but I think the things that affected my life negatively had a bigger impact on the way that I have to learn or I had to learn how to live. And so all of the negative attributes that you, you know, talk about when it comes to my generation, it's kind of leads back to the negative things that have happened. Now I can't, I'm not going to blame everything on the things that I had no control over because who I am as a person, you know, I could change that if I wanted to, I could, I can't change right. the way my parents raised me. I can't nope. change the things that happened to me, but I can make myself better. And you I recognize from that this point forward. Exactly. At but any point to say like, Oh, you got a participation trophy. So in your, in the workplace, you're always going to have, you need someone there to pat your back and tell you you're doing a good job. Well, when I was born and my parents saw people, you know, getting shot down in schools that made them nervous to send me to school. That made them want to praise me for the little things because when your parents sent you to school, they didn't have to worry about you coming home. True. My par- I wouldn't like, let my kids play in the streets on their bicycle like my parents let me. No, mm-hmm. absolutely right. not. A million years. And I went through that change. Being on the cusp of a millennial and a Gen Z, I, I grew up playing in the street, going, being like, oh, I'm going to go to my friend's house and I'll be back whenever I get back, right. to then my parents shutting the door and saying, no, you can't go. I, my little brother and sister who are, were born in 2009, they experienced a totally different life than I did. And we're the same generation. So I grew up having the freedom and then having it taken away from me because of what was going on around me. My, my brother and sister grew up not having that same freedom that you're talking about. Yeah. I'm I'm not trying to come and say, like I said, that all of the stuff that happened I, I have no control over that. We, none of us do. But I'm trying to change the way that you look at the negative things about or that is said about my generation and just showing you where I'm coming from, what I didn't have control over, and why I think I was raised the way that I was raised. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's not like I'm... But I'd, and I'm not saying it's you. I, I said this to Josh earlier. I think that nobody lets us talk. Nobody or nobody listens when we talk because right. everyone thinks we hear you talking. Yeah, we just choose not to listen. Choose not to listen, <laughs> and so I I haven't seen anybody come out as a Gen Zer and say, "This is what I think about the way that I was raised." No matter what you have to say about the way that I was raised. So even though 
True. You know, maybe 30 people are going to listen to this. If I can change the way one person thinks about a bad attribute that they put on to my generation, then I'm going to. I think I'll I'll be honest. I think you just hit on what makes our generation so frustrated is because you would think that they would be, you guys would all be standing on the rooftops trying to prove everyone wrong. Right. And I don't see that. I see just going with the flow still, you know, and just taking it and carrying on. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying is like something we actually would love to hear more of, of like, no, no, this is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Right. This is why we and why act we're the doing way we it. do. This right. is how we feel. This is why we feel the way yeah. we feel. And I think it's hard because the people who are in charge of us still, our bosses, our parents, if we're on the younger side, they don't let us say that. Like they're still in the generation that won't let us talk or won't listen when we talk. And that's just every generation progressing, yeah. right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, two generations ago, you, you couldn't voice any of your opinions. You went to work, you worked your ass off for nothing and you liked it. Right. And that was the end of it. Mm-hmm. And then it became a little softer and a little softer and a little easier. And I, I, I like the way it's going. It's just the people that poke at the extremes. You can't change the stuff overnight. It's got to happen over generations. Yeah. Because you've got to let the previous generation catch up to you. Mm-hmm. You can't be so progressive that you take everybody out of the old generation. You have racist grandparents. You can't make them not be racist. You just have to let them fizzle out mm-hmm. and understand that the next generation might not be that way. And progress right. you can't just progress overnight there's other generations you have to take into consideration much like myself and my views but i'm smart enough to deal with and understand that this is where it's going so i can either fight this all the way through and be miserable or maybe try to understand where you're coming from right. and do the best i can to work with you in the same sense you understand where i came from and why i act the way i do right so we can work together not against each other mm-hmm. if everybody would just try that because the next generation to your generation, you're going to do the same thing we're doing. Mm-hmm. You're going to not like something about that generation. You're going to have the same conversation with that generation. So that's really what it comes down to. You just have to be willing to adapt to the way the world changes. Not resist change. And not resist and not blame the fact that everything sucks because your generation doesn't like to work. It, it's, I, I understand that's not the overall reality because they are working. They are doing it. They just do a lot of crying in the process. That might just be me, but... <laughs> it's not, trust me. So keep going, Jordan. I mean, I wrote Sorry. down some things to go back to, though, too, but I want to make sure we get through all your questions. Okay. Is there any part of a Gen Z's life that you envy or do not envy? We've kind of hit on this, but wrap up your thoughts on that. Mm. I don't know. I mean... I don't envy the participation trophy thing. No, yeah, I, d- I definitely don't envy that at all. Um, I don't know. It's a tough one. Whatever I say, I say in somewhat jest. Like I could say, like I wish my parents took care of me, and you know, and took care of everything I needed to do until I was twenty three. But I actually don't, right. because I realize, like, if that happened, I would not be who you. Not I would not be who you are. are. Right. Mm-hmm. So I look at that sometimes. I say it sounds great because it's easy to say, and it sounds like it makes for an easier life, mm-hmm. right? But I wouldn't change it. So I don't know. I mean, I can for you at your. I would think you'd be jealous of how easy it is for me to learn new things. Like the internet gave me, not that everybody takes your advantage age, of that, your, yeah, but the yeah. internet has given yeah. us such a sure. huge advantage. Me, me and Josh have talked sure. about that. Sure. We're, ten, yeah. If we knew what we knew 10 years ago, we had the access to these yeah. things 10 years yeah. ago, we, we'd be in a much different place. The reality is we did. It was just harder to get it. Right. Right. It's at my fingertips right. at all times. Yeah. I, I, I would yes. say the information at the fingertips is a good one. Yeah. yeah. I, I'd I, say that. I'll, I'll side with that. 
But I'd also say at the same token, especially recently, the, you know, garbage that also you have to sift through to get to the reality of real information has also become harder. True. There's so yeah. much so it's now become, shit information out right, there. Right. And false information and, right. you know. And everybody runs and, with it. Right. Yeah. It's all objective. If you think it's right. real, then it's real. And right. you, you can't change anybody's mind about that. So. Right. So that's, that's the tricky part. Now you're navigating... What's too much real. information. Right, what's real and not real on top of all this information that the human brain can't even comprehend. Paralysis right. from analysis. Right. Yeah. We kind of hit on the rest of my questions already. I mean, I have a couple pain points that we could talk about if we wanted to, but I'd love to get into you. Pain points as in your pain points? Yeah. Our pain points? My what? pain points, I guess. Okay. It's kind of some of the things we've already talked about, and I didn't yeah. really come up with anything to say along the lines of them, but yep. in my research... These are things that my generation feels like they experienced or constantly experience. Okay. Mm -hmm. Constant scrutiny, mm -hmm. immense pressure in school, mm -hmm. no certainty in our futures, mm. and not being taken seriously, which I've spoken on. Kind of mm. sounds like our generation too, though, Josh. Well, I was just thinking as you were saying those, I'm going, okay, yeah, I got it. We did the same thing. Same you know? thing. But I will say there's a couple things that maybe there's some underlying to it again, right? So mm -hmm. one would be the pressure in school. Yes. I think we had pressure in school, but like nowadays it's gotten bonkers mm -hmm. because just because again, this is the culture for until recently where we're starting to see it shift back. The culture said you had to go to special colleges because it yes. wasn't even just caught when we were going to school it was just go to college and you probably are doing better than your parents. Yeah. So it started before right? that. It started with standardized testing. Well, yeah, right. We didn't have we to go through all that. that. Yeah, we were we, the test pigs to that. Right. We were the test pig too. And then I think we were the first generation to try those Basing schools on out. their rating and their funding based on how you perform right. in that test. Right. Yeah, they're going to drill you because they want that money. Yes, absolutely. Right. I, I, that so I understand. that part I, could, I agree with. I am very that. grateful that I got out of school before that became a thing. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I don't envy that. <laughs> and and until, until we again... The culture catches up with the fact that maybe this isn't the right way to do things. We're going to still be doing that of to kids. Right. Right. But my generation still has to go through that pressure right now yep. because that's yep. still the expectation on all of us. Yep. Unless some of you realize that you can give all that shit up and go to the trades and avoid most of it. But, or really you know. do what you want. You don't have to follow yeah. the herd. You don't have to follow what your parents are telling you there. Pushes. This is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to graduate high school. You're supposed to go to college. You're supposed to find somebody, fall in love, buy a house, have kids. And what's next? What's next? What's next? Why do you have to do those things in that order? Do what you want. It's your life. Do it how you want. And if somebody disagrees with that, that's their life. This is your life. You write the book to your life. So don't, don't go with the flow. Don't feel like you're failing because college didn't work out for you and your parents are pushing you to go there. To hell with them. Go do what you're passionate about and give it everything you have and you'll far, ex you'll far exceed anybody's expectations and their reality for you or their version of their reality for you. That was great. I'm going mm -hmm. to listen to, I'm going to replay that every single day. <laughs> it's, it's the <laughs> truth. Yeah. But nobody tells us that. But nobody told us that. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's a difficult thing to navigate because when you go through life and everybody is telling you, you're going down the wrong path or you're doing it wrong, don't do that, that's not going to work, that's when you just fall in line. Yeah, because you don't want to disappoint anybody. Right. That is. Yeah. I didn't care about falling in line because I never fell in line. I never really fit in. So I was like, well, if I'm going to stand out of line, then I'm going to stand out of line and watch what I do. And, and you know what? You see it a ton nowadays. For example, if you go to 
a high school event right now, like a football game or something, every girl looks exactly the same. Every guy <laughs> looks exactly the same. They all dress the same. They all have the same haircuts. They yes. all wear the same shoes. Yep. Yep. And it's because it's just like Greg was just saying. It's everything's just got to be, I'm got to be in the line. Mm-hmm. I got to be in the line. That's the look. I have to look like that. Yeah. Those are the I shoes to wear. To I have to own those shoes. Like Correct. No, you don't. And and there used to be cliques in high school that were like that. Yeah. But there was a lot more variety when right. I went to high school. Now it's just like. There was five or six different, wildly different groups. Right. Now it's right. everybody just is. That. The same, yeah. Right. When I was growing Weird. up, it was like if you didn't wear this certain brand, you you weren't cool. You weren't going to yeah. have any friends. And so then right. when I, when my siblings were born, I kind of told my mom like, "This is what you're going to do for my brother and sister because I don't want them to stick out. I well, don't want them to have a hard life in school." One thing I will teach my kids as they grow up and they start to fall into these these traps, I'll call them, as I will reassure them every day that just go be you and do what you want to right. do because at right. the end of the day. None of this shit matters. None of it. Yeah. Zero. You build I, I, you. Yeah. Forget about what everybody else thinks of you. Jordan, I can promise you this: the shoes I wore in high school have nothing to do with where I'm at today. Correct. Right. But my generation. No. No. It, it, I, I think it's. I think it's the same. No matter th- what. Hazing's but. not allowed anymore. Yeah. We actually had hazing. Oh, we do. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. You don't see it. Well, oh, you saw it. <laughs> no, you, the, it was a see, public this display. Is, this is the part that kills me again about the, your generation, right? Is you guys can't haven't figured out yet to put the phone away at certain times. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, <laughs> there's great. always one moron who videotapes something that they shouldn't and gets everyone, everyone in, in trouble. trouble. You you got to dispute with somebody, right? put the phone down, go knock on their door, and see that face when you they open the door and you're standing there with a pissed off look. That'll get some attention. Yeah, slap the yeah. phone out of their hand, give them a whack, and leave. Make sure you look at the rip the ring doorbell off the wall first because I'll have that on camera. Too easy, too easy. Those are catching up. But sometimes this generation needs to be reminded that they can get punched in the mouth. Right. That's what it. I think everybody should experience a good punch in the mouth. We talked about this. Jordan was actually willing to accept it. Really? I've never gotten punched. We could set that up. If if you said something that offended me and I punched you in the face, I could promise you, I could promise you, you would think twice before you said something like that to somebody else again. I would hope that's what a punch would do. Right. That's why people punch people in the face. But yeah. again, again, this is the social media technology kind of coming, rearing its ugly head, right? right. That's the ugly yes. side of people can just be keyboard warriors and hide and behind the screen. They don't right. have to worry about anything. And that affects every part but of But if your, your life. doorbell right. rang when you typed in something bad and you opened that door and that was the person you were shitting on, you bet your ass they would stink twice before they yep. did that again. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So people need. You, you, you need a punch in the face. I'm not saying that people have to be violent, but you need something that's going to slap you back into reality to say, wow, maybe I should think twice about my actions. So what else did you have for pain points or is that um, the list? I guess this pulls in the workforce kind of topic that we were trying to hit on this whole time is yep. old school versus new age. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm in marketing and social media, so that alone is one of, I would say, one of the hardest occupations to be in as a 23-year-old because... Every big business is being run by old school people, for the most part, that don't understand this new age way of life. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to pull people out of their comfort zones and have them try something new. So for my job specifically, I'm glad that I have people that understand marketing and social media and what you have to do to, to grow. But for my friends that work for companies that are so old school, they don't even have an Instagram I can't imagine how hard it is to be in this mm. 
occupation and have to deal with people not understanding that you have to change to continue to grow. I can see that. I can see that being very stressful and very difficult because at the end of the day, you're just trying to help. You're trying yeah. to do your job. And if somebody and who's like, no, that's not the way we do it. Well, right. It's not the way we do it. Right. And that's wrong. Yeah. And, and that goes for everything. Like the way that my roommate is teaching science to her sixth graders is not the way that her and I learned science. And it's definitely not the way that you two both learned science in middle school. I've seen the new math and I don't understand <laughs> oh, it. Oh, God. So it's awful. I'll never. I don't think I'll yeah. be very. I'm nope. not ready for that. And nope. think about like doc, like do new doctors and nurses. They're learning all this new and progressive ways to do something and they're old school you know, higher ups are, mm-hmm. are saying, mm-hmm. no, this mm-hmm. is the easier way. And they're all screaming. It's, it's mm. not the easier way. I have the easier way. Mm. And it's hard to knock people out of change in the workplace, especially when it's somebody else's name or somebody else's brand that's at stake. You feel like you can't say anything. In my opinion, mm. we feel like we can't say anything because one, there's no point or two, we try and it just gets shot down. Let me touch yeah. on, I'll touch on one more thing mm. so I don't forget the one thing that drives me bananas about the newer generations, absolutely bananas, is I think somewhere, I don't know where it has or is progressively getting worse as the generation progresses, is the, I don't want to call it caring, but uh, the lack of caring. Like when somebody shows up and puts in that extra effort, like when my parents went to work, my father installs carpets for a living. And everybody looks at it like, it's, who the hell wants to install carpets? Most of the carpet guys you see, are, they're bums. My father loves what he does, and he's the best carpet installer there is. I took that and ran with it. If everybody would just go to work and give it 100% effort regardless, we'd be so much further along. And it gets lost somewhere in the millennial, zennial. You go anywhere, like everywhere you go, anything you do, it's like, can you just do your job 50% of the way? Like, it just seems like nobody cares anymore. There's no attention to detail. Like, they do their job, and you look back at it, and you're like, you think that looks okay? Is that acceptable? And they nod at you like, yeah, I think it looks fine. Like, where did that go? Yeah, Jordan, I think Greg's touching on exactly what we were going to get into next is a little bit more of like, okay, let's explain our frustrations, right, a little bit, and you can feel free to comment back on what you think. But I'm glad I'm ahead of the game. No, 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 (laughs) because, you know, I think it's a good segue into that, right? Because I think the the things that we're struggling with, I want to get out there and you can kind of chime in on what you think. Because I think what you brought today was very insightful. It is. Um, And I I think there's some things on there I didn't expect, but understand. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, Which is great. But I think... Greg hit on one that is a, is a, probably one of the bigger ones, and that's just the, the the lack of quality, attention to detail, care. I don't know what you want to call it either, Greg, because I'm not so sure it's, the, it's that's the right word. But It's attention to detail. Yeah. It really is. It, it's, if you're going to do something, do it right and give it everything you have and treat it like it was yours. I mean, I, I, and I, I say that, but I don't even know if the new generation cares about, like, if you had a painter come in and paint one of your rooms and they did it like a four- four-year-old child finger paints, would you be okay with that result? No. Okay. So wouldn't you want that person to do it the way you expect it to look? Yeah. That's attention to detail. I mean, I notice it in some of the companies that we work with, the people that are my same age, maybe a little older, maybe a a hair younger. I see things that I'm like, I would never send this to someone that I'm Mm. working with. I would never, like, I would never do that. Where is that disconnect? Why don't they care? 
I I think that it comes down to the way we were raised. Mm. I was I didn't grow up with silver spoons and handed everything on a silver platter. Well, neither were we. So I think that the people that were don't care as much because they whatever they did, their parents were proud and. It goes back to the it's, trophy. That's thing. the trophy yeah. thing, right? It's the trophy thing, and it's also the technology age. It's the everything now, immediate now, 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 now. So it's just yeah, everything gets done quick and just off my plate. Done quick, right. off my plate. That's what I see a lot. Um, yeah, it's just they like to say, "Oh, I did that." Well, you did it, but like a monkey could do a better job <laughs> with what you did, but you did it. Yes, yeah, good for you. And where like, that's the, what it kind of is. Don't uh, I mean at least I, I thrive off of satisfaction. And that's in anything. If I build something, create something, draw something, type something, the satisfaction of the end result to me, that's what drives me. So when I do anything, I hang these things on this wall in this podcast room and it's, it comes out perfect. I look back at that and be like, I crushed that. It looks awesome. If they were scattered all over the place and all crooked, somebody of your generation would say, yeah, I, I, that's good enough. That looks okay. Mm. Where's I, the satisfaction? Where's the reward for that? So I think that my generation lacks we want people's approval. So we so do a good job. But so <laughs> we're trying to tell you that if you guys put in that little bit of extra effort, you would, would get the shit all out of your the approvals but, you would ever want. But like we were talking about, like the participation trophies, like, mm. yes, my generation thrives off of the, hey, you did a good job. The words of affirmation, like that's what we thrive but off if, of. If you did a good job and I did a good job, isn't there some sense of competition where I want to do a better job than you? And you want to do a better job than me? If I saw, if we were working together and I saw our boss come over and tell you that you did a good job, then I would want to work harder. But right. just because that's you- a, That's a first and second place trophy. Just exact, exactly. And so I, you want I that first place trophy that. now. I recognize that. But if neither of us get, a like if neither of us are told that we did a good job, then- Well, therein lies the problem. Neither of you did a good job. So nobody's getting, you're not getting a pat on the back because you did- you did a shit job, but you did a shittier job. Right. No, I, I somebody's got to do a good job to so get Jordan, a pat on the I back. I and I recognize that. I Jordan, do. I think what you, your generation needs to understand is the generation before it and the one before that never got the pats on the back never. like you guys no. want. Therefore, it was expectation to do your job. Therefore, it's harder for our generation to give the pats on the back because A, we don't see the effort nor the quality that we feel should go into it on top of the fact that this is not how we were praised growing up and how we were, you know, benefited and, from. But that. I understand but that. Back to the root of it, I'll give you a pat on the back. I would love to give you a pat on the back. But you got to do it to at least a decent standard. Right. Standard. I commend my guys when they do quality work. But some of the stuff I walk in, I look at, I'm like, you, you would, you do that in your house? And you're okay with that? You, you want a pat on the back for that result? Really? And I no. understand that. That's definitely a fault of my generation is that we're always, mm. we don't know how to self-praise because we were always praised so much as children mm. for the minor things, for the little things that didn't actually matter. We just expect the praise for everything. So I remember when I first started here, like my second week, someone told me like, hey, that looked really good. And then I was like, oh, okay, that looked good. Keep going. <laughs> like it, like it brought me back to life. I was like, wait, I'm doing it good. Like they like what I'm doing. So- it's not like, oh, this this one little change that you made that I asked you to make, it looks great. No, it's just every once in a while saying, hey, I like what you've been doing. Like, I've seen you've been putting a lot of hard work this week. Just little things like that is enough to boost 
our self-esteem because we have a hard because we have a hard time doing that for ourselves interesting i recognize that that is a flaw of my Mm. generation and i have no problem telling myself that i'm doing a good job if i think i'm doing a good job or if we know yeah, I have. I lack humility. I actually just learned what that word meant the other day because I don't have it. I just am. Can Can you explain to your generation what humility is? Um, <laughs> I'll. I think it's right next to my um, labeled United States map. Actually, oh the definition of that. <laughs> I wish I could somehow broadcast that over this because people need to understand the glory that is the. The United States map done by Jordan. It's, yeah. It, it, we'll, we'll save that for another one. At the same time, <laughs> scary. But Yes. But yeah, I, I recognize that that's a flaw. And I, I think that we equally have things to work on in that respect. Of is course. that maybe just one thing every two weeks. Like, I'm telling you, one like, hey, I really like what you just did. Hey, that email sounded great. Hey, I hope you're having a good day. Like, just something positive once in a while is what boosts us to keep going because we were used to getting it so much as kids. I believe that everybody needs that regardless. Yeah. Yep. It's just maybe the, the, our generation, Josh is a little more accepting of the fact that we're not going to get it. So we just Correct. power mm-hmm. through whereas Correct. this generation it, it expects, expects it. it. Yep. Correct. Correct. Well, ex- expectations destroy happiness. Right. 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 Exactly. <laughs> but I think, you know, the other piece just kind of going on the same role here. I think the other thing that I was thinking of when you guys were just talking was, you know, the thing that our generation is concerned for, I think, Greg, you touched on it, was the ability to handle just life in general, right? right? And you're seeing, you know, I believe, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I believe, you know, suicides are up like cr- a crazy wild number, wild, yes. uh, wild number. Um, there's all sorts of now, you know, increased drug addiction issues mm-hmm. and alcoholism and all the, th- you know, uh, mental health issues and yes. blah, blah, blah. Right? And these are people running from the reality of life. What life right. actually is not what you were brought up in. And that's not your fault. Mm-hmm. No, this is definitely not your fault. But I think this is the thing that your generation needs to recognize more than anything is that we are so isolated in the United States in like what we think reality of the rest <laughs> the of the bubble. world is. <laughs> yes. And it's so far from what reality really is and how True. close our world is teetering on chaos at any moment. Mm-hmm. But we just live in this comfortable life of the United States of nothing will ever bad will happen. Nothing can ever come our way. We're protected by the you know strongest army in the United States in the world and have the best economy in the world and blah, 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 blah. And like, they just don't realize that it's not that safe. You know what I mean? Like in general. No, when everybody lives in their own little world and if you don't fit within that little world, get out. Yeah. And that's, that's bad. You got to understand what the world is from a, a, from a big picture Mm -hmm. and then zoom back in and be like, wow, me caring about what this person commented on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, TikTok about me means nothing yeah. in the big picture. It means nothing right. in my right. life. Mm-hmm. doesn't affect me in any way. You choose to let it affect you. Yeah. I mean, I complain about so much about our, like. Period. This. End of sentence. Yes. <laughs> yes. I complain a lot. <laughs> but I, compl- I complain about how hard it is to, like, financially live, like, emotionally live, just I complain about it all the time. But it's that's in, what Josh is saying. That is reality. That is life. Right. Yes. But what bring like, 
I complain about so many things. I complain about like rent, for example. I Who doesn't? I complain about rent. <laughs> but as a 23-year-old female in the United States, I'm able to rent an apartment with my name on it, which is not something that every woman in the world can say. Absolutely and right. that Very good point. That brings me back to reality sometimes. Is that like, oh my God, I'm complaining about having my own apartment with my best friend. God, what a hard life I live. But I think there's gratitude there. I I think that there's still Mm -hmm. things that can be fixed in this great country of ours. And I think my generation might be one of the first steps into making progressive. You guys are the front line. Yeah. And so I'm proud of that in, in that aspect. But when you think about the world outside of our little bubble, there is so much that I complain about that other people would kill to complain about. Right. And so when I think about it like that, it brings me back down to reality and perspective. And I, I am grateful for the life that I live. There's always room for change no matter where you are, but I'm glad that I live in a place where it's a little easier. It's a lot easier, a little easier easier than you think it is. Yeah. I, and I have never been out of the country. So I, I would suggest you do that. I'm working on it. I would suggest anybody. I don't have, I don't have the Here's what I would do. Here's what I would do. No, no, no. (laughs) Let, Let me, let me help you. See, this is where your generation needs to expand its mind, right? Rather than going to seven Harry Styles concerts in the year, you could book a plane ticket to Jamaica and see what the rest of the world lives like. It was only four. How much is those tickets? In total? Yeah. A couple thousand. Oh, wow. Looks like we could do an all-inclusive <laughs> in Mexico. stay in Mexico or Jamaica you get a real or reality Costa Rica. You step off the plane because the resorts look pretty. Once you get through the gates between the airport and the resorts, not so pretty. Yeah. I want to go to Europe. I don't want to go to... Mexico. <laughs> uh, Europe's fine too. Europe's fine yeah. too. You can learn a lot. In you Europe. can learn yeah. a lot there too. But I'm just saying, if you really want to appreciate something, I want you to go to Mexico. Go to third world country. Go to Jamaica. Go and and I'm not saying you go right from the airport to, you know, the resort. I want you to actually go through the country a little bit to get to the resort. Can, can you see the hesitation in my face? Because I 100%. I know what I would face, and I think it would just ruin my entire vacation. Hey. Maybe that's, that's what you need. Yeah. Maybe that's, just, if that's my punch in the face. When you see how s- people live outside of these, you know, border walls, if you will, you get a different appreciation yeah. finally. I do, I, I do recognize that I'm lucky. And even some people in, you know, here in America aren't as lucky as me right now. But there's plenty. Yeah. Plenty. Massachusetts is definitely, and especially this area of Massachusetts, is uh, it's its own little bubble. I was I, just going to say, I even just get here. outside of this part of the country and, and you'll yeah. see some you'll places see. down south, down in the Midwest. You I know, went to and you, You'll California. get to see some different, Cal- different yeah. places. I yeah. went to New York in September and it was so different than it is here. And right. it's a th- like five yeah. hour drive. Three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, it was five hours. There was traffic. If you come, maybe you, with if traffic, you come for the yeah. GW, yes, five. <laughs> maybe with traffic, but you could be almost in New Jersey in five hours. But well, I don't know where New, New Jersey, Jersey is, I mean, which is so. not where Ohio is. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, yeah. What else you got, Jordan? Anything else? That's it for me. That's it. Yeah. I mean, Greg, what do you think? Uh, I think I think it's a very productive conversation. I yeah. like to have these conversations, and uh, again, this is a, a nice way to see both sides. Right. Having a having a debate and trying to understand each other opposed to just fighting each other. Yeah. I do uh, think I, I was one of the more agreeable Gen Zers. And you've gotten better since you come to work here, I will say. Have I? Jordan, I, 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 so. I would contest that I think there is a large group of 
maybe people in your age bracket, uh, bracket friends or not friends that are different than you. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And, and your skin is thickening. Yeah, we're we're, we're working you. on that. We're working on that. But I think I think I definitely learned a, a little bit today as Me well. Too. So it was. I think it was good to have the it's back and forth. We knew it wasn't going to be well. We're just we just solved all everyone's problems. No. But uh, I think it helped at least understand a little bit better and let people think about it. Some that was more. that was my goal. But it's yeah. more. It's again. This should be more of an eye opener. It's, it's sit back and assess and look at what your daily problems are, what your concerns are, what your worries are, and think about how you can progress and move forward. That's it. No matter what generation. No you're matter in. what generation you're in, just right. stop worrying about the problems and what can you do to better yourself, which will naturally benefit the world the community, your generation, whatever, at what level you want to look at it. Just give it your best effort. Everything and anything you do, just try a little bit harder, 10% harder, and see the natural reward that comes from it. Instead of waiting for somebody to pat pat you on the back, just go and do it. And then stand back and look at it and be like, fuck it, if nobody's going to pat me on the back, I'll pat myself on the back because yeah, that looks mint. I was proud of what I did there. Right. I pat myself on That's the back what it is. daily. I doing need to stuff. Work. I need to work right. on that. Because I'm, nobody's going to pat me on the back. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to pat myself on the back because that shit looks good. Yeah. Yeah. Period. Right. And then maybe two months down the road, somebody saw us buying like, oh, wow, you did that. That looks good. I'm like, there's the pat on the back. It just didn't happen today. You don't need it right now. It will come. Somebody will notice your hard work. But you waiting, you like finishing it and being like looking around the room like, who's going to pat me on the back? Can't do that. Okay. It will come. Somebody will pat you on the back if you put in the effort. But if you stop being like, well, I'm not really going to try because nobody's going to pat me on the back. You're going backwards constantly. Yeah. Just do it. Somebody will pat you on the I, back if you do a good job. I, I forget the exact quote, but it's, you know, something along the lines of it. It, it, it all that matters is what you do when no one's watching. Right. Yes. I'm sure you've heard something similar or, or you know, versions of that. Yep. But it's, that's what Greg's kind of getting at. That's it. Just put in the effort. That's it. So with that note. That's all we have for today, kids, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, hey, if you want more from us, follow us at My True Pros on Instagram. We got uh, everything you would ever want to fulfill your generation's needs and wants and desires. <laughs> um, Jordan, marketing's your department. Anything you want to add to that? I mean. Nope. Just yeah. do your best, everybody. Do your best. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Keep living the dream. Work smarter, not harder. You know the drill. Thanks, guys. See ya. <laughs>